Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of The Bullpen Cart, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Greg Piatelli and I recap week six in Major League Baseball, the hot and cold teams, the best and worst players, some stadium snacks, including Greg's trip to Wrigley Field, some bleacher creatures, and then we finish things off quickly with a little NBA and NHL playoff update. As always, though, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Find us on iTunes under the bullpen cart. Check us out on thunderblogsports.com for all of our blogs. Find us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. But enjoy this week's episode. Let us know what you think in the comments. Thanks again. And we are live. Welcome to this week's episode of the bullpen cart presented by thunderblogsports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. With me, once again, is my man, Greg Piatelli. What's going on, buddy? Uh, beautiful Monday here from Boston. Sunny skies. Uh, great breezy weather. Not too hot. Perfect. Um, and the Celtics are up one yeah. now what a, what a game from them last night against the, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, I mean, we can save it for the end, but... It was a good way to start, but you know, with that, with that team and that superstar, the Celtics have been here before, and uh, we'll talk about it at the end. Well, I want to ask you a quick question: since the Coach of the Year award is now basically vacant, does Brad Steven just get it by default? <laughs> anyway, we we jump into baseball. MLB Week Six in the books. We are midway through May, so I'd say roughly a third of the way through the season. Uh, you know, and things are. Things are shaking up a little bit. We're getting some of the teams that we thought might be uh, good that are that are up there and some surprises. We're probably going to touch on all of them. But, Greg, we're going to start right away. Hot and cold teams in the American League. We'll start with you. Who do you got? Uh, I have the Houston Astros. There it is. Here it is. Uh, winners of five of the last six, I know, is in athletics and the Rangers. Um, but after losing – Two out of three of the Diamondbacks, three out of four to the Yankees. You know, it's good for them to sort of get back uh, to their winning ways. Um, sort of team that you're surprised by, I'm sure. But, um, you know, a team that we certainly at the beginning of the year thought would uh, have a repeat performance of last year. And their starting pitching is definitely there. Um, and their they're hitting starting to come around. So, you know, they're – I think uh, – I think they're going to be a team to, to reckon with here coming up in the next couple of weeks, and I think uh, this was sort of the week that turned it around for them. No, I like that. It's a, definitely a good pick. Yeah, and it's it's one we talked about a little bit. They'd had kind of a shaky start to the year, especially with uh, how good a lot of those teams in the AL West have been. So I definitely, definitely would hop on with that. I mean, their run differential is still outrageous at plus 91. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you'll probably see their home record start to match, and Hopefully, eclipse their away record of fourteen and six. They're currently twelve and ten at home. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll see uh, how that continues to go for them. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. And and like I said, I mean, their pitching has been unbelievable, phenomenal all year. Um, and I think, you know, they'll definitely. I mean, their bullpen has been has been shaky, but they'll figure it out. And and I think they'll be again a team to reckon with. I think that the thing that surprised me the most is their home record. They're only twelve and ten at home. Yeah. Um, which means they're you know significantly better on the road, um, which also you know take it how it is, but uh, a little surprised by that. And I don't watch enough Astros games to know why, but definitely surprised. Jordy, who's your hot team, American League? So my American League team is going to be the Minnesota Twins, who lost yesterday on the back of a Shohei Otani gem. But they are seven of ten in their of in their uh, you know last ten games. Uh, did split that series with a very good LA Angels of Anaheim team. Uh, they swept a two game series with the Cardinals up in St. Louis, and, and prior to that, they'd uh, taken three out of four from the White Sox. So I mean, they're beating the teams that are on their schedule. They're beating quality teams, and handedly, they when they beat the uh, the Cardinals, they they won six zero and seven one respectively. So. They're really starting to get it together. That pitching staff is still a little shaky, but their offense is at least uh, starting to bloom into the uh, the team we thought it might be. They're still got a long way to climb to to put themselves into any sort of talk for uh, you know repeat appearance in the 
American League wild card game, but you know, with Cleveland still being a little ooh, here and there, it uh, you know they're they're not too far out in the division. Yeah, and and I mean they're still below five hundred, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, but you're right. I mean, they're a game and a half out of the Central, is what I mean. Because yeah, Cleveland's, Cleveland's a game. Certainly have made it easy for them, and and I mean the way the the Yankees and Angels look, um, I'm not sure they're going to get a wild card spot. Um, exactly. But you know, it, you're right. They it, it did have certainly have a great week, and and sort of better quality teams um, than the Astros in terms of they beat the Angels and beat the Cardinals and the White Sox. So uh, great pick, Jordy. Great pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of teams that were. You know, near flat for the week, or uh, could have been down, but we'll obviously get to those in a second. So, had to give uh, some love to to a team that we were a little disappointed with to start the year, and are, are finally starting to claw their way back to, uh, you know, some somewhat of a, uh, you know, decent performance. Agreed, um, agreed, and and I mean, well, we could talk about it further, but another team that I was thinking about was the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah. Um, or which Anaheim is whatever, whatever spiel you give um, of California of America, of which America, North America. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Also surprised by their home record, 10 and 12 at home and, and 14 and four on the road. Um, what do you think the deal is with Houston and Los Angeles? Think it's because they have huge parks is that why they're not doing well at home. Or do you think, uh, you know, it's just, they don't have that good routine. What do you think it is? Yeah. I mean, it could be that. I mean, it's not like they're playing, in tiny parks for every single one of their away games and their offense is just killing it. it although they are, uh, it, I mean, it could just be, they're not showing up at the right time. I mean, Houston didn't really start off the year so well, and you know, it could be something where they've had just so many more away games recently with their, with their better record. But um, yeah, I mean, sometimes that just happens. I mean, Cleveland's not doing, doing so hot in, or, and, uh, or actually they are, um, but Minnesota seven and seven at home, Toronto seven and seven, um, I wanted to pull up the two teams in the American League East, but they both are killing it at home, and, and the, they're both killing it on the road as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you sometimes see that at the beginning of the year. So there isn't, you know, there's might not be any rhyme or reason because they're both, you know, teams with with solid lineups and and at their best, great pitching staff. So it might just be, you know, you squeak one out here and there. I don't have the the run differential breakdown of home and away. Yeah. That might be able to tell the story a little better. No, I mean, the only reason I asked is because the Red Sox actually absolutely blew the doors off of uh, Los Angeles when when the Angels were home, the home team. So, you yeah. know, I didn't know if that was like a common practice. But a team, Jordy, we'd have to, we would be uh, not a good pot if we didn't mention the Yankees um, as a hot team as, as they have just had, what, two, three, four losses in the last, uh, like, two Eight weeks. and two in their last ten, yeah. No, but even further back than that, you know, they had that crazy win streak. Um, yeah, 18 until uh, your Red Sox dr- stopped it last uh, – what was it, Thursday? The yeah, day game? So, yeah. Exactly. So we'd be kicking ourselves we didn't talk about them, and, and they have the Nationals coming up. Um, not today, but tomorrow, I believe. That's going to be a great series. Yeah, um, a little two-game set. So, you know, we rem- we'd, be, we'd be kicking ourselves we didn't talk about them and, and sort of combating the – the unbelievable start the Red Sox got off to the Yankees sort of have now had their own little streak and run of their own. So two teams in the Red Sox, you know, have done enough to stay in first place as well. So two teams that, uh, that, uh, certainly have been streaky and and hopefully killing it, uh, throughout the regular season. Jordy, give me your hot team for the national league for the national league. My hot team is going to be the Washington Nationals, the team we just talked about playing the Yankees, who really had a a very, very mediocre start to their season. They're eight and two in their last ten, uh, currently on a four game winning streak, having gone to Arizona, another team normally good at home, uh, and took all four games there. So that's huge for them, and it really cools off an Arizona team that uh. You know, we, we'll probably get to them in a little bit, but normally very good at home. It's it's part of why they made it to the NLDS last year after playing in the wild card game. But kind of a breakdown on Washington. They've had you know the up and down year I mentioned, but their pitching staff has really got it back together. They're fourth in ERA, they're second in WHIP. Uh, their offense is is getting it together, putting runs across the board, and their batting average is slowly but surely clawing its way back up. Uh, currently in 20th, but I, I, I have a feeling that's going to look 
a lot better. But yeah, when you go on a uh, Pennsylvania, then West Coast swing, literally every team they've played this month has either been in the state of Pennsylvania or in California. You know, you're going to you're going to see some, uh, you know, some performance there. They took down a, a Pirates team that that might have started a little little hotter than you than you wanted. So they took them down Then they took two out of three from the Phillies, which, um, you know, we you know, we talk about a lot. And then taking two out of three in San Diego, a team that you might have hoped you would get a sweep there. But then you get the all important four game sweep against a you know division leader. So big on them. They're starting to really look look like the team that we all thought they were going to be at the preseason. True, and, and Bryce Harper really is uh, playing for that paycheck, and he's proven why he's oh, worth, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. worth whatever whatever number he's going to get. So um, now my hot team I was going to think about was going to be the Phillies, but it sounds like you and uh, Matty D have a Phillies pod coming out Thursday, and now it's been set into existence, so it has to happen. No backing out now. So yeah, to, well, if you want to talk about them, no, you know, we I can do that. But... Okay, yeah, fine. You know what? The Phillies, Jordy. Um, All right. It's a good way to plug Thursday. T- t- tell me about my team. So, <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> I'm switching it. I'm going with the Braves. Um, the, well, the Phillies, honestly, the thing I'll say about the Phillies is is when they have home games, like they've had recently a stretch of home games, they're going to, to win uh, just because they play in that little, little league park that they call Citizens Bank. So, whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Their whoa. offense is going to look good in that big park, in that, in that little tiny park. So, naturally here and there but anyway uh you can prove me wrong and talk about it on the pod on thursday without me trying to get back in your face but i'm gonna go atlanta as my hot team okay. um you know they they beat the Rays two in a row split with the marlins or no beat the marlins two out of three whoops three out of four uh and then beat the cubs yesterday and and now playing the cubs again uh next week so for this week so i uh I'm going to go with the Braves and, and just like everyone else, talk about their young guys. And I don't know if you remember, Jordy, in our preseason pod, mm-hmm. we talked about uh, the number one the number one prospect in baseball. Ronald Acuna. <laughs> Murdering the game. Yes, junior. Don't get, don't get the junior part. Uh, oh, yeah, he's been not, not he's OG Ronald, sorry. Yeah, 18 games played. He... Uh, you know, absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. And he strikes out a lot, but, you know, still got six RBIs, 18 games, 19. Millennial ball. That's what it is. Yeah, 19 hits, 12 runs. And so, you know, he's – he's. I think he might be the real deal. And, and this team is young and, and proving, uh, you know, you know talent, young talent wins. And that's more proof of even the Red Sox last year and, and you could argue Houston Astros and – you could argue, argue the Royals when they won, and and uh, so some something to consider, something about Atlanta would be my team. Jordy, uh, we'll, think, my- well, think about this before we jump off of Atlanta. They got Acuna. They have Dansby Swanson, who's having a tremendous bounce back here, and Ozzy Albies. Three super young guys who, I mean, are are the core of your team. And then you have Freddie Freeman and Nick Markakis that are having incredible years so far. They're have they have better batting averages, but. Albies has 12 homers. Freddie Freeman's got eight. Marcakis has seven. Swanson's got two and, and 13 ribbies, but he's batting 289. That's the best of all the young guys. Ryan Flaherty's having a good year for them. Preston Tucker. I mean, they're, but really that, th- that core three of Albies, Okunia, and Swanson, if they keep this up and, and develop more and more and more, um, albeit in about half the games, Acuna has three. So he could, you know, potentially be on pace. Although I'd, you don't want to say that for six and, and so on and so forth as the season goes on. But that young core is definitely uh if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, that's something that you should be very, very excited about. Agreed. And the only thing about Dan's response is that he did just recently go on the DL, but there's no, that's true too. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. I mean, he was a guy that you and I talked about last year as being huge yeah. and potential rookie of the year candidate. So um great call. Great call. Um my cold team, because I know where you're going for the National League is going to be the New York Mets. Uh, ever since they traded Steve Harvey and then they, they lost the Phillies. Steve Harvey? Phillies. <laughs> uh, lost two out of three to the Reds. Swept by the Rockies. They, they split it with the Phillies because they only played two games. Saturday got rained out. Right. So they split with the Phillies two out of two or one one out of two. Um, swept by the Braves. Swept by the Rockies. Two Lost two out of three to the Reds. Uh, sort of a team that's going the wrong way fast. And uh, it's 
especially in the NL East where there's a lot of teams ahead of them doing really well. Now's not a time for them to have a big losing streak. So I'm going to go with the Mets, and uh, hopefully they play the Blue Jays this week. Hopefully they can turn it around um, since the Blue Jays are also on a little bit of a cold streak. But uh, Mets would be my my cold team. Another team that's struggling at home, 7-10 and 10 at home versus 12-8 and eight on the road. So a little weird there. Um, their pitching, I'm not sure, has gotten off to as good of a start as they expected. And Jacob deGrom had a had – a, First start yesterday. Um, Forty-two pitches in one inning. Yeah. He also. When did he cut his hair? He looks like he looks so different. He must have just cut it. I was wondering that same thing. Doesn't look good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anything about the Mets, or you want to give me your cold team since uh, we know where you're going? No, I was there on Friday at the only game they won, and really, I mean, they did not look sharp throughout the entire game. They they really won it because of. The really because the fact that the Phillies have issues with the the back end of their bullpen, uh, with Hector Neris blowing a save and letting up an absolute bomb to uh, close that one out. But yeah, that offense kind of looked like it was missing a step. Uh, you know, Cespedes didn't look like he he had a good series. He had a good Sunday, but uh, he they looked like they were missing something there, and I'm I'm not sure what it is. Ooh, are you um, bad luck? Maybe, dude. I, the Phillies have lost, I think, five games at home, and I've been there for four of them. Like, <laughs> it's not good. I'm one and four this year. Ooh, he's got a little bit of the curse on him. I, I mean, there's we can get back into the playoff curse. Um, uh, four of the six. I'm going to correct myself. Six home losses I've been at. <laughs> anyway, anyway, 2018 has um, uh, has not been good. Been good to me in uh, seeing Philadelphia sports teams in. Clutch situations or and or baseball. <laughs> I was gonna say, weren't you at the the one of the Eagles games? Yeah, that, that's the I, b- before I thought yeah, I was it was the Falcons game, so I had one loss, but I forgot about it when I was thinking about having seen all three Flyers home losses and then the Sixers' for only home loss, only loss in the first round. I thought I was fucking cursed, and then I remembered I went to the Eagles before uh, the only game they won against the Celtics, which I was also at. So. <laughs> Uh, two and two and four in the playoffs for Philadelphia teams. My only hope is the Phillies somehow squeak their way in and go on a little run for me to get back up to five hundred. <laughs> yeah, good luck. That's uh, yeah, a, a long, long road ahead. Give us your cold team. Yeah, you uh, you alluded to it, and I definitely tipped my hand before, but it's the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, still leading their division because of the fact that the Rockies have um, you know they've had their their ups and downs that could potentially be another good pick, but. Uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks, their pitching staff is still one of the best in baseball, which is, is something that you really wanted out of them. But their offense, this team that we thought was going to be so great and was going to hit the cover off of the ball, is 30th, that's last, in batting average. They're 19th in runs uh, across the major leagues. They're really you know, not... They're they're not getting it done when when they have to. I mean, look at this look at this four game series against the the Washington Nationals. Thursday they lost two one. Friday was three one. Saturday was two one, and then last night was six four on Sunday. So I mean, their pitching staff is doing it for them. As, really, aside from last night, I mean, six three loss to L.A. eight five win. Um, three one a win against Houston. I mean, the pitching staff when they're on, they're they're firing, but the the offense. I mean, it's only scored more than five runs once in in the month of May. They've only, and that's that eight five win last Tuesday against against the Dodgers. Granted, that's in LA, so good for you that you did it on the road. But yeah, and they had and they had one of their starting pitchers uh, in in Robbie Ray go down the ten day DL, and they're that's still able to true. still able to do well. So yeah. I definitely agree that they're a cold team, but. At the same time, it's one series uh, in terms of being struck by the Nationals. One series, and the Nationals were the hot team of the week. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's a very one, good point. Is one series enough? Because they took two out of three versus Dodgers, who, or no, sorry, they split the Dodgers, but took two out of three from the Astros, who, um, you know, both those teams were in the World Series last year. So, yeah. uh, tough stretch going from Houston yeah. to the Dodgers, actually Dodgers to Houston, actually okay, even before that, Nationals to Dodgers to Houston to Dodgers to Nationals. Um, with the Phillies sprinkled in there. So a very tough stretch for this team, um, yeah. which we said going in after last week. So um, I think uh, – Very true. It's I just think, worth noting because it might be the only time we can put them on here. Oh, no, I agree. I think they are the cool yeah. team. I just 
that was my only thought. My my American League cold team is going to be the Cleveland Indians. Um, I know recently Solid. they won two out of three versus the Royals, and but before that, um, swept by the Yankees, split with the Brewers, uh, split with the Blue Jays, lost the Rangers, lost the Mariners, so three out of four to the Mariners. So yeah, they're they're hanging on for dear life. The Indians are uh, ahead of that. Uh, in the central division, but like you said, the second place team is is the Twins at seventeen and nineteen, so below five hundred. Um, Cleveland twenty and nineteen right now. Um, their pitching is actually doing really well for them. It's their offense that has has failed. To That's the same, same story as what we were just talking about with Arizona. Exactly, exactly, and it's funny because um, you know they still have they still have Francisco Lindor. Um, so problem is they're just not getting anything from anyone else and um you know you want to talk about rbis and you know you got brantley ramirez and lindor all with 25 26 and everyone else sort of drops off after that yeah, so very top heavy yeah and edwin and canarcion their quote-unquote uh, dh has not really been doing well for them so it's just it's it's surprising so they're my cold team and and you know i think uh i think they'll turn around hopefully but I think they're starting to show they're a little older and they don't really have uh, that bat. So I think they need to go out and get a bat big time. Yeah. Uh, they did not do a good job this off season of helping out their cause at all. So we'll see how they go turn it around. Uh, For sure. Any comments before you give us your cold team of the week or just give us your AL cold team? No, a lot of the same. Uh, their pitching has been great striking people out left and right. Yeah. The offense just top heavy, but yeah, I'll, I'll jump right into my cold team. It's going to be the, Seattle Mariners, uh, I almost picked Toronto just to kind of reemphasize the Yankees Red Sox heat and the widening gap in that in the AL the AL East. But mine's going to be the Mariners, uh, mainly for the fact of of inconsistency to the fa- to the fact that they're right still right in the division. We you know threw the Astros in as as a hot team of the week. They really clawed their way back up. The Angels are hanging around there, but uh, Seattle, you know their their offense does pretty well for itself. It just looks like they can't get the ball across, really across the plate. They have the fifth best batting average in the American League, 12th best in runs. So, I mean, really when you see that range of, you know, a top five hitting team of getting on base, but not even in the top 10 for runs, that's a little bit of a, of a concern. But then you see their pitching, uh, their 24th in ERA and, and 15th in whip. So when the pitching's on, it, it can be great. But if the offense is isn't you know bringing the runners around it can be can be tough they can claw their way out of a uh, high scoring affairs they they're able to put up nine runs twice last week so good on you um but you know I, i'd like to see a little more consistency of a team that i think we were both pretty high on at the beginning of the season and, and still can be right there yes agreed agreed uh switching gears jordy yeah um so i'm not sure if you knew this but i was in chicago this weekend yes how was your trip Great. Went to a Cubs versus White Sox. Uh, what, what do they call that series? I think it's just the Crosstown Rivalry. Crosstown Rival. Crosstown. Uh, yeah. Crosstown series um, between the White Sox and the Cubs. I uh, saw the Cubs blow the door off of the White Sox, including Wilson Contreras' grand slam in the first inning. Two, hit two home runs in the day, and I'm pretty sure it was his bobblehead night. So pretty good night to have a good uh, – Pretty sure, that's a, uh, I'm pretty sure that's a silver achievement in MLB The Show. So good job, uh, whoever was controlling the sticks Friday. Yeah, seriously. Wilson Contreras, nice, well played. Um, so, yeah, I mean, switching gears, it was awesome. Um, I'm not sure if you want to get into – I know we have to do the players, but I don't know if you want to get into some of the stadium snacks. But I didn't realize how big uh, hot dogs were in Chicago in terms of like – Oh, the Chicago dog? Yeah, like that's all they serve at, at Wrigley. There's no other food besides peanuts and dogs. So, do they even have ketchup anywhere in the in the building? <laughs> that's a big deal to somebody from Chicago. Yeah, I didn't see I didn't see much yeah. of it uh, at all. But had the dog. It was unbelievable. It was good. I'm not a huge fan of like like pickles and all that random stuff on it. But I tried it because I figured or like I could... super green pickle or uh, relish. Yeah, I figured. Yes, that's. I was trying to figure out what what that was. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, what the? F-? I was like, what is this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was interesting for sure. It was good. Don't get me wrong. Um, 
the dog was good and the peanuts were good and the beer was good as well. Uh, Goose Island apparently is from out there and Bud obviously bought them. So Budweiser bought them. So uh, that's they were just peddling Goose Island like they like they they stole. He's he's still like he stole. He's gonna be like he stole something. Well, the the three one two is that's their area code. That's why there's the three one two beer. There it is. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize how big Chicago was. You know, like. We were in downtown sort of by like the Navy Pier and, and where all the huge buildings are and Sears Tower and Trump Tower and all that. And you take like a 40-minute train ride out. Yeah. Wrigley Field. That's still technically Chicago. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, even if you go from like O'Hare or even Midway to like anywhere like n- near there or like if you're going up north towards Wrigley or like towards Evansville where Northwestern is, it's like an hour. It's nuts. And there's a ton of traffic because there's not – all the roads and shit. It's it's a uh, Chicago's a fun place. Um, we did the train like the like the peasants, but yeah. So you were inside the loop, as they'd say. Yes, uh, it was good. It was a fun time, great time. But I figured I'd share my stadium snack. Yeah, no, no, no I'm, I'm glad. I was excited to hear how the how the trip went. I didn't even ask you outside of the show, so I know that was yeah. so rude of you. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's get into the hot players of the week. Hot and cold players. Uh, are, we'll start with our uh, Roy Hobbs MVP of the week. Uh, Greg, I'm going to do a little pat myself on the back because this guy had been pretty cold uh, and battled injuries a little bit. But I'm going to go with Scooter Jeanette of the Cincinnati Reds. Nice. He famously hit the four home run game last year after being a spot starter, a little bit of a platoon guy. Uh, but he had four home runs last week, batted 591. Um, had a couple doubles in there, uh, did not walk. So it's on base pretend is the exact same, only one strikeout. So good on you for your 13 hits and 22 at bats. Great pick. Great pick. And the Reds were almost the team that I went with, uh, for a hot team, but I just looking for a little more consistency out of them. Yeah. Um, they have one, they have one six in a row and seven of the last 10. So I yeah. almost picked them, and I really wanted to pick. Or I, yeah, I really wanted to pick them, and we probably should have mentioned them because they swept the Dodgers um, and took two out of three from the Mets. So, well, hey, when they play the Mets again, and Matt Harvey throws a no hitter, we'll talk about them. That's that's <laughs> just, just a Mets thing. That that's a team that uh, yeah, the division bad and batting out of order. We didn't even mention that. We did not even mention that. So yeah. great pick, Scooter Jeanette, uh, hot play of the week. I, I Francisco Lindor for me. It was an honorable mention last week, but. For me, it's this week. I almost went with Contreras, but I saw I hit a grand slam. But uh, Francisco Lindor bat 600, five RBIs, four home runs, uh, and eight runs scored total. Um, I mean, can't say enough about this guy. He was from my hot team of the week. Uh, or no, sorry, cold team of the week, Cleveland. Um, but he is the lone bright spot for that team and will probably continue to be the lone bright spot for that team unless they pick up another big bat. For sure, my, my hot guy of the week. Absolutely. Hot guy. Hot cop. Hot, hot cop. Speaking of arrested development, but uh, it's a little little off the pod humor. Um, ben, do you have any cult players for this week? Yes, I do. So not a good look. I really want to go with David Price. Because, well, that's a pitcher, but I'm going to go Dexter Fowler. Okay. St. Louis outfielder. Sort of a big signing for them a couple years ago, right? Right, yeah, after, two years ago, it was right after the World Series. Right after the Cubs won, and you know the the last little stretch he's been on here, one one hit in the last I think week and a half. You know, no no other real stats to prove for it. So he's uh, he's only had two three walks. Sorry, in the last two weeks, three walks and one hit. So uh, not great, not great for him. So his batting average now for the season has dipped below 146. So Dexter Fowler from the St. Louis Cardinals would be, especially a team that in St. Louis that need they're right now a half game out of the out of first in the Central with the Cubs obviously coming in and Pirates coming fast and the Brewers hanging on for dear life at the top there. So uh, the Cardinals are going to need him, I think, to to pick it up in order for them to stay in contention and make a legit run if they want to make a legit run. So. No, I totally agree. And I, I was going to pick either uh, either two other guys from the, the Cardinals, either uh, Colton Wong or uh, Matt Carpenter, both of whom could could really uh, make an impact. They both went O for the week uh, with uh, Wong having seven strikeouts and Carpenter having six. So I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. A little more consistency from these you know more established names could uh, really help them. 
So in light of that, I'm going to pick another guy that went over the week and he actually had the most ABs and the most strikeouts. That is Christian Villanueva of the San Diego Padres. Uh, Padres don't really get a lot of love for us on the, on this podcast, mainly because they've not really done it too much for us lately in uh, the year and a half that we've been doing this thing, but uh, Villanueva and the, and the Padres really uh, they're cementing themselves as the, the bottom of that division in uh, the national league West. Um, I mean, they, I think they, they're getting close to eclipsing the Dodgers who are uh, continuing to plummet, but you know, it's, it's tough to beat a, um, one one fifty six versus two oh two run score to runs against for minus forty six and when one of your better hitters is going oh for seventeen on the week it's uh not not fun Greg I agree I hundred percent agree hundred percent agree and uh, like you like I'm, that's another team Jordy you think they're gonna fall out here fast I think they're gonna hang on and stay in the race who the Padres yeah uh, <laughs> I think they they've started falling and I think they're gonna continue to. <laughs> it's the reverse staying on arrested development it's the reverse of the episode where they go from sell to don't buy they're going from don't buy to sell and instead of everybody celebrating the office everybody's gonna be like depressed a little little northeast humor uh or uh, new england humor for you for the folks at home jordy uh quickly <laughs> quickly give me a hot picture i don't i don't have a good picture but give me no. a hot all right, so I could ease, uh, just have easily mentioned Clayton Richard of the San Diego Padres, who went one and one on the week, eighteen strikeouts over sixteen innings. Uh, but I am going to go with Dallas Keuchel, who went two and zero, oh, fifteen innings pitched, only let up one run, struck out twelve. Uh, we mentioned the Houston Astros as a hot team of the week, um, you know. But I mean, Keuchel's a guy that that now I think this is the fourth season in a row has been. You know, lights out and in really, uh, you know, a staple of that that uh, Houston Astros rotation that's been getting stronger and stronger. Obviously, from uh, different acquisitions from trades throughout the years, but uh, Keuchel's a guy that's been a mainstay for him. So good for him of being up there. Um, another guy, since you don't have anybody that that I would be remiss of not mentioning, and we'll be sure to plug him a lot on Thursday. By the way, oh, I my, just, I just got one, but darling, go are you going to talk about him? No, I'll, I got one. I got one, but continue who you're talking about. It's from my darling Philadelphia Phillies. It's Aaron Nola, the man whose last name also describes where he's from of New Orleans, Louisiana. Two and two or two and oh last week and over 13 innings pitched, only let up two runs, uh, two earned runs, one homer, a 1.38 ERA to accumulate to a 1.99. ERA on the season, Greg. Aaron Nola has become a certified ace, the ace we all thought he would be. I could make a Philly humor joke, but I will do that with Matt on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. We're either going to drop it Thursday night or Friday morning. Uh, Greg, you did say you have somebody, so I'll throw it back to you. Yes, I have Rachel Iglesias from the Cincinnati Reds. Three saves in the last week, uh, six innings, zero earned from the Cincinnati Reds, who – uh, was also an honorable mention for the hot team of the week. So, Reds, uh, Reds, Ellen Glacius. My cold pitcher is going to be from my Boston Red Sox, Craig Kimbrell. Uh, not a great week. Blew a save with the Yankees. Uh, almost had another one with the Blue Jays, 6-5 ERA, 6-7 ERA in the last week. Um, he does have the two saves, but, again, he did blow a big one in New York. So that's uh, the reason why I'm, he's my cold player of the week pitcher. no that's tough i mean the phillies would have gone undefeated last week if hector Neres doesn't blow it get another save so i can uh certainly certainly feel you there greg Let's you. who's your who's your cold guy of the week uh yes yeah, so i don't have a, a full-on cold guy uh, um nearest might be one that i'd throw up there but he only blew one save one i did want to mention uh is Corey kluber uh he had a good week in terms of you know he went one and one and and you know had you know, 13 innings pitched. That means he went at least into the seventh inning at least once, if not twice. Uh, the thing that I want to give him a knock on, though, is that he only had seven or he only had eight strikeouts, Greg. 13 innings, he only had eight strikeouts. You know, it's uh, it's not the Corey Kluber we know. So it's not concerning, but makes me a little nervous, if, uh, you know, if I'm a fantasy owner. That's more meant to be humorous than anything else. No, I laughed. I for sure laughed. I, uh, <laughs> 
pulling up his stats. But no, I, uh, Kluber's a good choice, and and again from that Indians team that is hanging on for dear life right now. Um, so I like it. I went with two bullpen guys because uh, it is the bullpen cart, and uh, yeah. the only only one who uh, keeps the bullpen cart name uh, relevant, I guess. Uh. <laughs> hey, well, I have a figurine in the apartment here. Don't don't True. get at me about. Any, uh, since I gave my stadium snack, any bleacher creature, Jordy? Couple I can think of. Uh, there was another n- a number of stuff that we saw for Mother's Day uh, yesterday with you know fans fans going around. The one that I did find funny that I saw on the NHL's Twitter to you know use a, a different sport for this, but it's it's funny enough, and we've talked about it you and I both throughout the uh, the playoffs. Was two guys holding up giant iPhones and it's missed calls from uh, the NHL refs, a number of missed calls on their phones. So I thought that was pretty funny and a pretty savage move from, uh, I forget who it was even from. I think it was Winnipeg, but I uh, thought it was pretty funny there. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I was going to go with the Mets uh, batting out of order. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fucking wild. That's, I, I mean, that's teetering on baseball players going fucking nuts because you see what Mickey Calloway said about it? No. So the so to give a background of what happened, the, the New York Mets on Thursday batted out of order. Uh, basically, what happened was they gave a score, they gave a lineup card to the Reds who they were playing, and the Reds manager saw what got put up on the scoreboard that said um, as Drupal Cabrera was supposed to be batting second, he ended up batting third, and uh, I forget who batted second, but as Drupal Cabrera was the big was the big part there. They go one two. And Cabrera goes up and gets a double. He gets a ground rule double. The Reds, the Reds manager comes up, shows the lineup card to the Reds, and he is Dribble Cabrera gets ruled out as a ground out to the catcher. Nobody had any idea what was going on basically until like MLB PR said the Mets batted out of order. Because if you were watching this game on GameCast, I think the only one that had it was MLB.tv said that the Mets batted out of order. Anywhere else, it just said, is Drupal Cabrera out? As Drupal Cabrera grounds to short uh, to catcher? I think some show the official scoring as U2. Uh, nobody had any idea, which is catcher unassisted for those not not in the uh, the official scoring lingo. Um, <laughs> so nobody knows what's happening here. It's And then it comes out, it's a typical Mets move. Their manager, Mickey Calloway, comes up after the game and says, he saw it on the scoreboard and he knew it was wrong. And he basically just did nothing about it. I mean, how, how does it, how do you do nothing about it? You call some, you have a fucking call. You have a phone that calls the bullpen. You don't have one that calls the fucking like score, the press box. Yeah. But you even know? that, like as the manager, how do you not tell your players it's wrong? And how do you not tell your players like who, like, Oh, I see this guy's warming up and it's in the wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty wild how all that went down. So that's my thing is it just sounds like an excuse, but Either way, uh, that was my, my Bleach Creature of the Week. Uh, Jordy, anything else wrapping up this Major League uh, week? Yeah, I um, yeah, we had our tailgate on Saturday to uh, the game that did not end up getting played to the Phillies-Mets series, but definitely a fun time. Thanks for those who all came down. Um, not a big tailgate, but we had, definitely had a good time. Had some summer loves down there. The beer we always talk about because it has the baseball image on there, but no longer does. They changed their can. Um but definitely a fun time. Shout out to my guy, Steve Kaiser, big Mets fan who made a tremendous smorgasbord of barbecue foods. He, uh, Greg, he smoked up some, uh, some pork shoulder and he did both pulled pork and he also cubed up the smoke. Like one of the others, he bought like three of them and he pulled two of them apart for pulled pork, a little fattier pulled pork. And the third one, he cubed it so that you could make, you could put on like a hamburger bun or something like that, and it wasn't spilling all over the place like pulled pork sometimes does. Then he also smoked garlic, hot garlic wings, I think it was. Uh, so it was chunks of garlic and uh, hot sauce on on these wings that he smoked. So basically just fell right off the bone. It was incredible, Greg. You should have been there. You know, I guess my invite got lost in the mail, and having not eaten dinner before this pod, you've made, you just have made me super hungry yeah, um, i'm in the same boat now i really just dug my own grave <laughs> so we'll go out uh <laughs> yeah, we'll go out it happens there. but uh listen jordy great uh great week in baseball excited to hear the philly uh 
actually talk for next uh, or on Thursday again. Well, let's look at the let's look at the week ahead before we uh, we jump out. Oh, I'm sorry. How could I be so rude? I thought we already. Uh, my mistake. Uh, no, we mentioned a couple, but we should, uh, you know, the series to look forward to: weekday and then a weekend. So my weekday series, um, you know, a lot of places we could go, um, but I personally am going to go with the Chicago Cubs, Atlanta Braves. Solid. Uh, one team, both teams coming in hot. Both teams need a win. Um, Braves have sort of surprised people, and the Cubs sort of need to win to stay on top. Uh, you know, what's yours? Uh, yeah, so mine's going to be the White Sox and the Pirates. I think there's a lot of potential there. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going with the <laughs> Astros visiting the Angels. We've talked about them both a lot, but yes. they're definitely a very pivotal series in the uh, AL West. And Greg, it looks like here tomorrow night's game in. Uh, Angel Stadium of Anaheim of California of North America, of which America, I fucked it up. Yeah, the, the lowest tickets are $3, so we could fly out there and really save some money. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, we'd be, obviously, we need. We should have mentioned Nationals versus Yankees. Hopefully the Nationals yep. yeah. sweep the Yankees because uh, the Red Sox could use a little a little help from other teams right now, but uh, hopefully that helps. Uh, give me your weekend series before I reveal mine. Yeah, mine is going to be... The I'm gonna go with the Dodgers and the Nationals. Nice. Um, like it, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's definitely one where you know it, it should have been a lot better before a lot of Dodger players hit the the DL. But you do get some good pitching matchups. Rich Hill just got back off the DL, and he'll be facing Steven Strasburg on Saturday. Uh, you get the Alex Wood, Jeremy Hellickson showdown as well. Uh, two guys that that can do pretty well for their respective squads, but have been shaky at times. So you get some of that there. What do, what do you got? Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to say the Phillies, uh, Phillies, Phillies Cardinals, Phillies Cardinals, um, since both teams are in second place and huge series for them. Um, both of them actually. Um, but the fact that it's at St. Louis means, uh, you're not gonna get the best Phillies team, um, ooh, burn. Uh, I mean, they're, they've not been very good on the road. Crush that joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> hardy, uh, har, har. hardy har har. So what I'm going to do, Jordy, in turn is turn around and go with mm-hmm. the Milwaukee. Just kidding. Houston Astros, Cleveland Indians. Again, mm-hmm. Indians need to turn their season around uh, fast. And the Astros are just that buzzsaw team that's not going to let that happen. So, uh, especially in Houston, I mean, I mean, we we talked about the record before, but I mean, that's something that you think the Astros would just tear them down. But we'll see. You know, you get Kluber versus Keuchel on on a Saturday, and then you get it looks like uh, Carrasco versus McCullers. So two good showdowns. Uh, one that we also should throw out there is Arizona versus the Mets. Uh, you get that Zach Greinke Noah Syndergaard showdown on Sunday afternoon. So that uh. If you can find that on TV, which it doesn't look like it's on nationally, so you'd have to be there, be in either market, but definitely check that out. Yeah, and and also uh, Rockies and Rockies and Giants, sort of yeah, a big uh, interleague series. I know it's too early to play off into implications, but three teams in the West and uh, trying to stay above the Dodgers there and and catch up to the to Diamondbacks. So what are we throwing the interleague out for? Not interleague. I'm saying, uh, sorry, interdivision. Oh, yeah. All right. I got you now. I got a little confused there. My mind's not, my mind's not as, uh, it's not as big as yours. <laughs> well played. Huh? Well played. Huh? George Washington <laughs> Cannell, the sixth great MLB pod. Uh, oh, yeah. here's what I'm going to say about the NBA. I think this rockets and heat and golden state series is blown out of proportion. Uh, some people say the other way. Some people say it's it's going to be the greatest series. I think uh, it'll be good for sure, but I think the Golden State Warriors win in five, maybe six. I would say okay. five. Um, five maximum, in my opinion. Maximum. Uh, <laughs> tell me why I'm wrong. You know, I'm not entirely sure because I think I think the Warriors win this. Uh, I would say six. I. You know, for whatever reason, I have this thing about picking games and series in five. You know, I always think, 
always think people are going to show up at home and then they never do. They, uh, they really depress you that way. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, because the I, Phillies only win at home. No, I was, that was more of a, of a jab at the flyers. Um, but no, I, I think the, I think it is a little more blown out of proportion of, of that. It's going to be the greatest series ever. And that it's, you know, going to determine that ch- I do still think it determines the championship. If Houston does somehow pull this out, um, but I think the Warriors have it pretty easily. Love it. And uh, Celtics, Cavs, Jordy, I know game one went favorably for the Celtics, but there's a team that uh, the Celtics really came out hungry, more hungry and, and wanted, I would say, wanted it more. And, and I don't think the Cavs were ready. Um, and I think they caught the Cavs off guard, and I don't think it's going to happen again. Um, Did they still so- one more? The hope is if they win game two, I'm very hopeful. If they win game two, Jordy, I think there's a shot that they legit could win. They lose game two, I'm I'm not hopeful at all. So, no. but then again, you know they won game one, lost game two against the or they split. Sorry, they split Milwaukee. So, um, they split with Milwaukee and ended up going seven. So, yeah, the big difference too is is the seventy the Cavalier is not going to make the 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 last two minute mistakes that the 76ers made. Um, So if the game's close in any way, you know, the girls are the, sorry, the Cavs are just not going to make the same mistakes that. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, second thought, Milwaukee series where the Celtics, you know, it was like blowouts, blowouts, blowouts. And they had the superstar and Giannis who really could, he didn't really take the shot at the end of the game. So this is something that I think uh, the shot needs to be taken. <laughs> the sh- LeBron will take the shot and win the shot, win the game. Obviously, so nervous if the game's close to the end, and hopefully they continue to blow out, blow te- blow the Cavs out. So, uh, just be nice. Give give me a reason. Give me hope here. I would say everybody else around LeBron doesn't play well because uh, he's had good performances from guys like Kevin Love. Um, really, a lot of good performances out of Kevin Love. But J.R. Smith's had a couple good playoff games. But yeah, I mean, I think of the guys around him aren't playing so well, and LeBron has LeBron starts to turn it on a little too late. It you know the, the Celtics could do something similar that they did on Sunday uh, and continue to carry it. And I, uh, I I'm not too optimistic on it for you guys. Uh, I don't mean to be too much of a Debbie Downer because uh, I think it's just the way that they're rolling now. It seems like they're unstoppable, but you know teams have gone colder faster, so. Don't lose hope just yet. I think you're right. If you win game two and you go back to go, uh, or no, you've been in Boston. Um, you win game two and, and are able to split in Cleveland, or even if you're able to split in Cleveland, it's 2-2 coming back. Uh, you might have some hope there, but I would, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting how it all, how it all shakes out. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Uh, touching on golf before we get into hockey, Jordy. Uh, explain to me how the Ryder Cup works. How many people automatically qualify? How many How many players? So it's a team of 12. Nine of them qualify automatically. automatically. Okay. Um, and it, it, it varies for each team of how their points work. But basically, it's it's similar to the FedEx Cup. The better you do in tournaments um, and the better you do in the more heavily emphasized tournaments of so the majors, uh, uh, the players, obviously, this last weekend and, and WGC events, uh, count more towards your Ryder Cup points, um, or for whether you're a U.S. or European player. Um, but then there's three captains' picks that the you know non-playing captain will pick. Uh, usually they're they're close on the fringe of that uh, nine t- or of the 10, 11, 12 spots. Sometimes they'll pick you know guys that are you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Sometimes he picks guys that have had you know great experience. So there's always some decision-making around there of guys that, that the captain will pick, uh, you know, whether or not he should have been in or who got snubbed kind of like with the NCAA tournament, but obviously it's golfers and not a team and, you know, a number of different reasons. There's, you know, the, the Ryder cup's so interesting on how it all works out in terms of, uh, you know, who's been there before and who does really well. You hear that a lot of like, it's their first Ryder cup or so you the, know, all of their different records and stuff. So, so the, it, it gets interesting. So the Ryder cup USA Twitter account, official, account of the United States uh, Ryder Cup team tweeted out two things today. They did Ryder Cup points per event uh, and Tiger Woods is 10th mm-hmm. right behind Phil. Yep. And then they had another one which said 2018 points standings and Tiger's not even on it. So of the top 10, I should say. So 
just trying to figure out the way to do it. Hopefully Tiger can make it. Uh, that's all I really want to talk about with golf. Um, anything well, I mean, did you, do you watch any of him on Sunday or were you watching just the, the basketball? Yeah, no, I did watch uh, the golf Sunday. It was awesome to watch. Yeah, it was pretty nice. I mean, obviously he fell apart a little bit in the, uh, the final two holes, but uh, you know, he, if he nailed a couple putts a little bit further, like in the middle of the back nine, I think he doesn't whiff on 17 and, and really makes a charge. And well, you got to hand it off to Webb Simpson of, of really being able to close that down. There was a lot of talk of how he didn't even get the lead at the, at the only U S open he won six years ago until the 52nd hole or not the 52nd, the 70th hole. I was thinking two behind, um, but you know, good for him on winning. Yeah. I mean, never want to see a guy with a belly putter or form belly, belly putter win. No. Um, but he can't American. anchor it now. He is American, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, How about this? It's the first time since since 2001 that all four majors in the Players' Championship are held by Americans. I love it. And do you know who that? Do you know who the Americans were in 2001? Mm, unless they're obvious names like Tiger and Phil, and uh, let's see. Do you want me just to tell you? <laughs> Because I yeah. threw you for a loop by saying Americans. It was an American. It was Tiger. It was uh, during the Tiger Slam. Love it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Tiger, uh, yeah. simply the best. Yeah, it went from the 2000 British Open through the U.S. Open in 2001. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. But yeah, quickly on hockey, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, we said last week quickly that we thought Tampa was going to have a clear advantage over the Washington Capitals, and we uh, both aren't looking so well, Greg. Uh, the Capitals. Yeah, I'm not sure if I said that. Uh, we'll have to. We'll have to have some fan. I'm pretty crazy. sure we did. Yeah, at, at least we were both favoring them. I yeah, definitely did, so I'm just definitely wrong. Um, <laughs> no, I mean I I. I'm rooting for the Cavs, but I my heart has said uh, Lightning for sure were going to be the stronger team. Uh, very surprised that Tampa did not come out to play ready two games in a row uh, at home. Yeah, and then uh, that Winnipeg that Winnipeg uh, Vegas series. Obviously, that's just one game, and Game Two is about to start in like thirty minutes. But uh, I like Winnipeg in this. Um, I know that Vegas story has been great, but I think it's starting to uh, slow down. But Arcandre Fleury, you got to hand your, put your hat off to him. Yeah, I mean he, he definitely was made look human by Winnipeg, and and uh, I, again I'm kind of rooting for Vegas, um, but this Winnipeg team has been unstoppable and really have made light work of every team they've played. Obviously, um, taking down the Predators, who everyone thought the winner of the Preds Winnipeg series was going to be the Stanley Cup champion, so. Uh, I would imagine most people are saying Winnipeg's going to win it all, but uh, you know, I would, I would. Especially now with Tampa looking with, like they did, but we can talk about that another week. You know, who knows if they're hopefully they're still going when we uh, when we come back in. But I think that's going to do it for us, Greg. Thank you as always. It was a lot of fun, Jordy. You're the best. Uh, love being on. Thank you for inviting me on. Uh, I might have to skip uh, the Phillies pod on Thursday, but let me know if you talk about anything else. Uh, that uh, like the Red Sox. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, maybe we'll sneak a little bit in. Maybe we'll sneak a shout out in for you, but uh, you'll have to tune in to hear that. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. It's probably going to drop Thursday night or Friday morning. The, uh, the Philly special bullpen cart, but that's going to do it for the week six recap here on the bullpen cart podcast for my man, Greg. This is the G man. Have a good week, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon.